Giavor Mahasa Omronhona Khorja Augsburgid Falche Ischach. Very good evening to you and a warm welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio on this Sunday evening. I'm Brendan Quinlevin. Today is the first Sunday in the season of Lent, and I hope throughout these coming weeks to be with you each Sunday evening to share with you some thoughts and reflections, some prayers and some music during this sacred time, this sacred season. It is a season that is, for us, a journey into a deeper faith and a deeper connection with God. It begins on Ash Wednesday with the invitation of the scriptures to prayer, fasting and almsgiving, to pray, to fast and to give. And by doing so, we enter into a deeper awareness of ourselves, our need of God, and to prepare to open our minds and hearts to celebrate what are for Christians the key moments of our salvation story, the death and the resurrection of Jesus, that we remember in a particular way during Holy Week and Easter. So I look forward to being with you over these Sundays of Lent to share some of those thoughts, reflections, prayers and music with you to help us to make this journey in a more meaningful way so that it may be for all of us a season of grace and a season of blessing. The Lord is compassion and love. 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 The disciples, observing the Lord Jesus turning so often to prayer in his ministries, They asked him to teach them to pray. Without missing a beat, he offered them the words we have repeated so often throughout our lives and have come to know as the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, a prayer that most of us would say probably at least once every day. If we think about the phrases of that prayer, we come to discover a simple yet profound pattern to guide us in our prayer. First, acknowledge God. Second, acknowledge that God is the only answer to our needs. That's what the Lord Jesus taught his disciples to do. Pretty simple. He offers us the same model. For some reason, however, we tend to look for a much more complex answer. But praying is not that hard to understand or to do. I came across a book once entitled The Practice and the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence, a 17th-century Carmelite monk who worked in the kitchen of his monastery. Brother Lawrence shares a discovery that supported his entire prayer life. We should establish ourselves in a sense of God's presence by continually conversing with him. Seems pretty simple, right? But isn't that what prayer really is? continually conversing with God in the midst of his busy kitchen pots and pans. That's the key to prayer. Recognise God's presence is nearer than we think, always and everywhere, wherever you are, wherever you go, whatever you are doing, whether you're busy or bored, whether in a crowd or alone. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge God as the only answer to our needs. 
That's the lesson of the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. Make your whole life your prayer, because God is always present to you, in you, with you and for you. And remember, Brother Lawrence's book is entitled The Practice of the Presence of God. And like anything worth pursuing, prayer requires practice. That advice has stayed with me over the years and has helped me to realise that prayer is not complicated or difficult, but rather joyfully and gratefully simple. And so with this saintly friar, Brother Lawrence, I beg God to make me according to his heart and always the more weak and despicable I see myself to be, the more beloved I am of God. That's my prayer. What's yours? often think in terms of asking ourselves the question, is there a right way or a wrong way to approach prayer? How do we pray? Where should we pray? What words should we use? What's the best way to connect with God? Pope Emeritus, Pope Benedict XVI, was once asked by a little child, how many ways are there to God? And Pope Benedict is said to have replied, there are as many ways to God as there are people in the world. So we shouldn't become too preoccupied with what we are to say or how we are to do it. In many ways, each of us needs to find our own way to pray, the best way for us. I am reminded of a poem by a man by the name of Samuel Walter Foss, who once wrote a poem expressing the unimportance of how we stand and our posture in prayer. And he called the poem The Prayer of Cyrus Brown. And it goes like this. The proper way for a man to pray, said Deacon Lemuel Keyes, and the only proper attitude is down upon his knees. Nay, I should say the way to pray, said Reverend Dr. Wise, is standing straight with outstretched arms and rapt and upturned eyes. Oh, no, 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 said Elder Slow, such posture is too proud. A man should pray with eyes fast closed and head contritely bowed. It seems to me his hands should be austerely clasped in front, 
with both thumbs pointing towards the ground, said Reverend Dr. Blunt. Last year I fell in Hitchkin's well, head first, said Cyrus Brown, with both my heels a-stickin' up and my head a-pointin' down. And I made a prayer right then and there, the best prayer I ever said, the prayingest prayer I ever prayed, a-standing on my head. It really doesn't matter where we are, what we're doing, how we stand or sit or kneel. What matters is that we make the effort, that we are faithful to the discipline of prayer, that we create time and space in each and every day, as Brother Lawrence reminded us, to continually converse with God. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sisters, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sisters, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, brothers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Come on, brothers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown, good Lord, show me the way. Oh, fathers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, fathers, let's go down, down in the river to As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, mothers, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, mothers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sinners, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sinners, let's go down, down in the river to I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown, good Lord, show me the way. You're tuned to Scarif Bay Community Radio on this Sunday evening, and you're listening to Living Lent, a series of reflections for this sacred season, tonight focusing on the question of prayer. One of the things that I often find 
is we often have a great sense of somewhat of an inadequacy in our lives when it comes to prayer. That sometimes we feel that we are unworthy of the things that we ask for or we're more conscious, particularly during this Lenten season, of our weaknesses and our own human frailties. One of the stories that I always love about that is the story of the cracked pot that I'd like to share with you now. A water bearer in India had two large pots, each hung on the end of a pole which he carried across his neck. One of the pots had a crack in it, and while the other pot was perfect and always delivered a full portion of water at the end of the long walk from the stream to the master's house, the cracked pot arrived only half full. For a full two years, this went on daily, with the bearer delivering only one and a half pots of water to his master's house. Of course, the perfect pot was proud of its accomplishments, perfect to the end for which it was made. But the poor cracked pot was ashamed of its own imperfection and miserable that it was unable to accomplish all of what it had been made to do. After two years of what it perceived to be a bitter failure, it spoke to the water-bearer one day by the stream. I am ashamed of myself and I want to apologise to you. The bearer asked, Why? What are you ashamed of? The pot replied, For these past two years I am able only to deliver half my load because of this crack in my side and it causes the water to leak out all the way back to your master's house. Because of my flaws, you don't get full value for your efforts. The water-bearer felt sorry for the old cracked pot, and in his compassion he said, As we return to the master's house, I want you to notice the beautiful flowers along the path. As they went up the hill, the old cracked pot took notice of the sun warming the beautiful wild flowers on the side of the path, and this cheered it somewhat. But at the end of the trail, it still felt sad, because it had leaked out half its load, so again it apologised to the bearer for its failure. The bearer said to the pot, Did you notice that there were flowers only on your side of the path, but not on the other pot's side? That's because I have always known about your flaw, and I took advantage of it. I planted flower seeds on your side of the path, and every day... While we walk back from the stream, you've watered them. For two years, I have been able to pick these beautiful flowers to decorate my master's table. Without you being just the way you are, he would not have this beauty to grace his house. Each of us has our own unique flaws. We are all cracked pots. In this world, nothing goes to waste. You may think like the cracked pot that you are inefficient or useless in certain areas of your life, but somehow these flaws can turn out to be a blessing in disguise. We are earthen vessels that hold the Lord's treasure.
Gracious God, how blessed we are to live and serve as a community of your people. Gifted with the beauty of creation surrounding us, lead us into significant relationships that nurture and challenge us as we experience the promise of life and are grateful. Lead us now, O God, as we seek in this season of Lent to journey with our eyes fixed on Jesus. Lead us, God, in peace as we seek to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Fill us with a peace that passes all human understanding, a peace the world cannot give us, neither can it take it away. But, Holy God, let us never be satisfied with personal peace alone. Lead us into paths of peacemaking and reconciliation. And, God, we pray that you might soften the hearts of those world leaders who are far more inclined to wage war than to seek peace. 
God, where there is brokenness, form us into instruments of forgiveness. Where there is despair, make us channels of your hope. Where there is division, may we be empowered to bring healing and wholeness. Where darkness abounds, grant us courage to walk in the light, our eyes fixed on Jesus, the light of the world. God of healing and compassion, we hold before you now those in special need of your healing touch. God, make us mindful of those among us this day who silently hold hurts and brokenness within them. Teach us to look into one another's eyes and hearts. Whatever our life situation, O God, lead us in paths of right living this Lent, our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us on this first Sunday in the season of Lent. I do hope that you can join me again next week when we'll be together again at the same time. So gojig memid lekela egonam kena on ur kena agus an arj kena an chakten shohuing godeshivila slan. Oh.